how come we as a species have yet to really crack the code on teeth whitening? Or maybe mm. we've cracked the code too many different ways. When I go online and I say, what's the best toaster oven? Mm. There's yeah. 19 different websites that all pretty much say the same thing. Yeah, I only yeah. trust America's Test Kitchen, but yeah, I, see, I know what you're saying. Yeah, right. Air but purifiers, everyone's pretty much agreed. Everyone's pretty much on the same page on that one. Tooth, tooth whitening, people are like, well, I don't know. You want to dr- drag a gooey pin all over your teeth? Do you want to put a nasty strip in there? Do you want to shoot lasers in your fucking mouth, into your gourd? Do you want to apply some sort of uh, resin to to the inside of your body? Um, what's, I like what, the pin how, one. That sounds good. The pin one you do like, but the problem is that uh, one place says, that te- teethdirect.biz says, this is the best one. Mm-hmm. And then every other mm-hmm. one is like, don't do this. It makes your teeth brown. Oh, no. That's um, the opposite of what you want. And then there's one that's like, you got to use these 3D white strips. You're going to love how they make your teeth look. I guarantee it. And then the other websites are like, it actually will make your teeth fucking dissolve right out of your head. And then you'll be a soup boy for the rest of your life. Griff, as you're listing all these and you start like crying. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, put my hand under your chin and gently tilt your head up. So it's looking directly into my eyes. Yeah. And you are beautiful. No. No, I, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But wait, wait, wait. My words son told can't bring Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Down. My son told me my teeth were a little yellow yesterday. Ooh. Don't, don't <laughs> let your son bully you. No, it's not bullying. It's he's mirroring me. Was, in that, a way your, that, like, was that your two year old? Was that the first sentence he ever said? Um <laughs> No, yeah, that that maw. Fix no. your grill, Dad. This was. Did you respond by being like, "Yeah, you're a little small. You could afford to grow up a bit." <laughs> I don't have time to brush my teeth anymore because I'm busy taking care of you. He made the point of like, I'm pretty intense about him brushing his teeth. Oh yeah, uh-huh. my stuff could use a little bit of. Work. He thinks you've it's been like, skipping. Right, I brush my teeth. I just drink a lot of hot brown fluid that makes my teeth turn sure. a different color than his teeth. But yeah. just if we could just all kind of come together on one. So uh, I'm anti-monopoly, right? Uh-huh. I'm, you know me, fierce opponent of capitalism in all of its nefarious forms. Except for this one thing, I do wish there was just one sort of tooth blaster. Just yeah. one tooth blaster we could Here's all kind of agree on. Counterpoint. I don't, I don't need this. For me, because I went to the dentist and I said, hey, can I do a little bit of tooth whitening? Like, what would that look like? And they were like, <laughs> we can do it. You can only go maybe one or two shades lighter than what you have. And I was like, what What do you mean? Like, that guy over what there like, right and white his teeth is. And they're like, yeah, but you have a fake tooth, so you are forever locked into your yellowness from when you oh. were, like, 23. Oh, I was like, you can't change the fake tooth. That's that what I'm saying. Like, why can't we change the color? Just, like, put white out on it or something. Yeah, something. I, I know, like, right? Well, and shit. I tried, and they said, stop doing that, sir. And I said, let my hands go. <laughs> Stop holding my I'm hand. just putting I'm looking, liquid paper in my mouth. I'm looking at fucking Crest 3D white strips, professional effects. This shit will get your teeth 20 Rock levels hard. whiter. I, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, how do you define a level of whiter? It's, I don't know, but 20 seems like a lot of them. It does. So... Next time you guys see me, I'm going to look like a fucking You're gonna middle-aged real estate agent <laughs> just like shining, shining from the grill. I can't wait. It's going to hurt so bad. My teeth <laughs> and gums and lips and chin probably. So don't you bring me down today.
My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, I know the best game of the year. My what? name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and we're back, baby. My name is Russ Rushing, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we're talking about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club, but just by listening, my friend, you have joined our illustrious ranks. Today, we're going to talk about the, the little boy with a big sword and a bigger dragon and a big dream and a even bigger world and a little pocket that he can't carry lots of different shields in and it's Zelda uh tears of the king have you tried carrying what? 10 shields at once have you tried what? it ain't easy it, i mean no i got i haven't i didn't have any interest in finding that <laughs> dummy <laughs> seeds yeah th- this week's episode is the legend of Zelda, uh the tears of the kingdom it is the long-awaited sequel to the last Zelda, and we've already talked about it a lot on this show. But now, boing, 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 it's a spoiler episode. You have oh. been warned. Do not go further if you don't want to know the You've ending of this warned. game. You've been warned, Chris Plant, that you will be spoiled. On yeah, the I'm gonna. I'll hundred, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna have it yourself. ruined for me. Oh man! Yeah, because the twist in this one, you're not gonna fucking believe. Yeah, I've never been less worried in my life. <laughs> uh, man, that's okay. Well, all right, man. If you're sure, let's go. Yeah. So that's your warning. This isn't like a. There's a gap you can skip. This is gonna be the whole episode. Uh, you know. But but hey, come back after you finish. Mario let's dies. See. There it is. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know, who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile, their wireless plans. There is no catch. Fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Can I start by saying Mm-hmm. This is, I think, unequivocally, unequivocally, my favorite ending, like of a Zelda game. The hmm. last, I would say, the last thirty minutes of this of this Zelda game are fucking next level, extremely super good. <laughs> I think that the whole final boss sequence, I think everything leading up to it and after it is so shit. So shit hot in a way that these games usually aren't. Like, usually it's like, oh, I've got all the Triforce pieces. I did a hard boss fight with Ganon, and I stab him, and I win. This one goes a lot harder than that, 
in a way that I was not expecting and was uh, I, I finished this game at midnight because uh, I just couldn't put it down. I knew I was in the sort of final final run. Not last midnight, I, a midnight. A midnight. No, yeah. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. A midnight about 10 days after the game launched because I went pretty, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty hard in the paint on this one. Um, it's it, it kicks ass. Uh, and I know we're going to get more granular about it, but uh, I just... That that em- the emotional experience I had of pl- finishing this game at midnight downstairs, literally emoting to no one, like yeah, fuck yeah, like <laughs> I was uh, there was there's some good laughs in there, there's some some thrills in there. I was just ah, uh, I was just blown away. I mean, this is a spoiler episode. You could say why what it is and why why it affected you. Um. Okay. It. it I, honestly, Chris, I feel a little guilty. I spoiling promise this for you, you, I am not worried. He didn't beat Breath of the Wild. He had 10 years to beat Breath of the Wild, and he didn't yeah, beat that's it. that's fair. So. I, 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 well, we can talk about my stuff later. But I want to I hear the ending and, and why you liked it. So the ending is, you, you know, you, you finished the four uh, temples, although, surprise, there's actually five sort of of, of these uh, little side quest temple things. And which, one of them has a fucking mech robot in it that, that you, you ride, ride around, around and can customize, <laughs> which is pretty fucking sick. Ooh. I was uh, very glad to not have that spoiled. Yeah, me too. Uh, for me. It was interesting because I was like trying to track where everybody was because I finished the game first and wanted to talk about it so badly with everyone else. Uh, but didn't want to spoil like, people were like, oh, I just finished the fourth one, man. I'm ready to go. Good to go. And it's like, actually, there's... There's some more little business that you got going on. Um, you go and you have, you know, the confrontation with Ganondorf. You have the, uh, all of your buddies are helping you, you know, defeat this boss rush well, sort of thing coming sorry, your way. Sorry, I think and- there's a step that I think we should clarify. Because you okay. learned something before this big fight. Or maybe I did because I found all the tears in the world. Yeah, yeah. You basically, uh, I, here we go, Chris Plant. We're just diving right in. So that light dragon, how, do you know any of this plant? Go, go ahead. Stop worrying about me. Fine. Okay. The light dragon that's been flying around this whole time, like it's way up in the sky and it's hard to reach and then whatever, eventually the you pull the master sword, sword out of its head. Yeah, yeah that's Zelda because she swallowed her power stone and turned into a fucking dragon. And the way she jumped through time was just living for 10,000 years as a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Which is, so she's been driven insane. <laughs> It's pretty that's hardcore. Not, that's not explicitly said, but you just have to assume she's been driven insane um, by I mean, being it's a like, dragon for thousands of years. <laughs> I, uh, it's like a dragon coma, is how I interpreted it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it's not quite. A, yeah, it's quite not quite as nightmarish. She she might have been a little pissed about the fact that I kept chipping off her horn every two hours. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, babe. Hey, babe, can I get some of your horn, babe? I need to upgrade my. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I've just been sitting on your back. Thanks for this ride. I love it. If I can get one tooth, I'm just gonna sneak around here and grab one. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> I listen biggest disappointment of me so far for this game is that they explained to Zelda that she's gonna have to eat the stone yeah and then everybody kind of looks at her like well and then she's like fuck okay I guess and I guess I'll just eat it and I was really hoping that they would have some great animation for her eating a stone yeah but they really kind of <laughs> fake it it's just kind of like she holds a- it up to her mouth and it's gone yeah I want to see her like somebody get water a few this a is few- a stone a few false starts of she just like yeah. puts it in her mouth yeah. and immediately spits it out like oh fuck oh, no way I, don't know I thought it would taste like that's it's, a, ter- it's terrible it's big it's too big it's it just, time. they Ugh. just needed one sound effect of a really loud gulp 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's all I need. Um, <laughs> not asking that much. All, all of this, all of the shit that they established in those flashbacks, I thought was was fantastic. Very and cool. I thought, really, really cool. Really cool story. Really cool sort of world building. It was a little samey, especially after you beat every boss. The like four guardians from the past come out and basically say the yeah. exact same <laughs> shit. I'm just like, yeah, man, Ganondorf came, fuck shit up, killed a bunch of people, well, but I, we gave I my think, power to Raru. I think that's a, a a side effect of the fact that there's many different ways yeah. that you can get to that point, right? Like, you can get to that point and not have any of the sages. Yeah. Um, I haven't investigated, like, speed they might have, stuff Yeah, yet, there but. should have been, like, a speedier version of those after you did one of them. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. we got it. Have you we done this it. before? Yeah, yeah, um, we're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know the whole. I know the whole bit. I I have a, a question for you guys. Did you um, how did you know when you were done? Like, how did you know? Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to. Oh, ready go. to. I don't oh, think any of us like. We're gonna have wildly different answers. Yeah, percented this right. So I'm well. I'm curious. Well, that, uh, the wildly different answers is good. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Um. Yeah, I finished all the shrines and I did like a, a most of the big side quest stuff. And uh, I, I just, I was, I was reaching a point where, well, for one thing, there were other big games about to come out, and I knew I was kind of, I could prolong the magic if I wanted to. Mm. Um, mm. But I was just really enjoying the game so much, and I was starting to feel the creep of it kind of overstaying its welcome a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just go go ahead and finish it, and I feel good about that decision. I. Uh... As we all know, because I've said it a thousand times, I played it without guides. So I basically told myself, and a lot of this was driven by my experiences playing Breath of the Wild. I, When I played Breath of the Wild, I beat the final boss pretty early. Like I was definitely still missing probably like 30 shrines or something like that when I beat Breath of the Wild. And I remember regretting it because I felt like, well, that was a, like a definitely a climax. So it was an exciting final boss fight. But then it kind of like sapped my enthusiasm to like go after the other shrines. And so this time I told myself, okay, I'm going to find all the shrines for sure, which I did. And then I was like, but also I'm going to find all these fucking bubble frogs, which was mm. way harder than finding all the shrines. Definitely a big pain in the butt, but still satisfying. I was getting constant texts from Russ with just pictures of <laughs> that ugly mask man, just like 15 more frogs to go, baby. <laughs> and Russ like, I haven't slept in two days. Um, he stops telling you where they are at a certain point. Like, you what can't just go to him and be like, hey, uh, I'm missing one. Where the fuck is it? It took me a while to find that last one. Anyway, I did that. I tried to finish the compendium, but I realized that there's some, I found this out after. You realize that you're a mortal being. With that, a finite amount but also there's some planet. bullshit with the the equipment uh part of the compendium regarding like the purified weapons that are in the depths that i never mm. ever ever would have figured out without looking it up so i did yeah. that after i beat the game and everything like that um, um and then i beat you, it juice? it was it was great i'm really happy i did that what about you juice um i just kind of i did some shrines i got the master sword and that's usually where i lose interest in this hell of a game Give me this sick ass sword, and then it's like, I actually, this one's just kind of battery powered, and you, after a while, it just kind of stops working. So I wasn't so excited about the master sword. So I went around to some other people and sort of um, asked them if they had any armor or anything for me. I went to the village where they were doing the the mayoral election. Oh, yeah. So good. Mainly because I wanted to, I did that whole quest line so I could get some pumpkins <laughs> and make some cool gloom potions. 
Um, I and I was get I got some of the like uh, mobility type armor. I wanted to get like I know the climbing armor and stuff like that. I I uh, I was a little bit stymied by. Uh, there's probably other things I would have enjoyed doing. Um, mm. It was I, I just got to a point where like. I couldn't really separate the wheat from the chaff very well. There's a lot of quests, um, and a lot of them, the reward is is just like an opal or some shit. So I don't, I don't really care about it, and they're not that interesting to begin with. Some of the quests are really good and interesting and neat, right? So I kind of wished it was easier for me to figure out, like, oh, this is fun. I'll, I'll do some more of these. Uh, because I don't have that, like, collecting itch where I want to get 100% of anything. I don't yeah. really care about that. Um, so yeah, I think I just sort of got some, I think the last thing I did was that mayoral election, got the sun pumpkins. And then once I got those and I saw how much I could extend my like gloom protection, I, I, I decided to just go ahead and, and finish it so I could move on to, to other stuff. I didn't know you could extend your gloom protection. Like, yeah, like, what do you mean? Yeah. And, like with like food, I, I knew you could heal yourself. So the, right. Gloom. So the, um, the gloom meat. The little, you know, the pose that you get. Uh, yes, the little, yeah, yeah the yeah. ghost, yeah, the pose. You can trade those in. I knew that at, part. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things you can get there is, I think it's called a dark clump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can also you get can that put, by killing the uh, the, the hands, the, the gloom the hands. hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the dark clump in recipes will give you gloom resistance. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's cool. Can we go back to talking about the ending? Yes. Wait, wait. Sure. Oh, can wait, I wait. talk about you didn't uh, finish how it. I? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think done. that's a valid story. I think there were plenty of other people who had that. It's not just the Absolutely. people who finished yeah, the game. Yeah, for sure. It could have been me. Honestly, I I caught a wild hair and just yeah, decided to finish it. I'm I'm still playing through it. I have not like bounced off of it. In fact, it's probably like my favorite game of the year and maybe in years. But I found the story, like the main story. I, again, I haven't gotten to the ending to be the thing that like threw me off along with just all the obligations to do i i did not like even i think beat one of the like four well five main quests um for i don't know maybe the first 20 hours and that was when i was loving the game most and once well i, I mean we've already talked about my sky thing of having to do the sky thing twice i ended up so having well. a similar thing with another one of these quests and it began to feel like just the worst kind of work doing the main dungeons. Um, and then the other thing, and this is where I feel like my brain is stuck somewhere between y'all. I have no obligation to 100% like anything. But if something is there, I will do it. So I avoided getting the camera in this game as long as possible, but then I was worried I was missing out on other stuff. Because the camera is my absolute enemy for whatever specific brain thing I have, where I have no desire to complete that compendium, but I can't help taking photos of everything I come across. Right. Fuck yeah. And that to me is like the def. like there are many things in this game where I was like, I actively do not like doing this. It is making my experience worse, but buying it being here, I like, like literally cannot help myself. You don't like taking photos it. of things in the game? No, I love that. not at all. Like, it's just work. It's just, there's so much work versus exploring. And, and again, like, let me be super clear. Love the game. I can talk about a trillion things I do love. But I think what has, what kept me away from it and what kind of caused me to take a break was 
ultimately, and it's like, it's a bummer to say it because it's what I love about the game. The openness really punished me. Like I just burned so many hours doing things that I shouldn't have been doing yet. Like I said, with the, with the, the dungeons that it was like, I don't know if I can keep seeing the end of dungeons and then not being able to actually do them. And you that, did the I feel like same. I, tried to, I, I feel like I tried to advise that on our first episode where we were like, we're only going to talk up to the beginning of the first dungeon. Like, I don't think you should do this game that way, where you just play it for 80 hours before you even start making any headway into it, because you're going to have a very uneven What was the What was the experience. Dragon Age game that was like that? Where er- uh, uh, oh, Inquisition? Maybe, where everybody's like, you have to leave. I know it seems like you shouldn't leave, <laughs> but you have to leave the starting area. Yeah. I mean, Witcher was the same way, same thing. Uh, just to address Plant's thing, Plant, if you recall, that's not dissimilar from what happened with Breath of the Wild, where you... Oh, yeah, I know. But this, felt, I think this game is much better than that game. Yeah, no, I, I just, it's funny to me that for both times, you kind of fought the game in in a lot of ways, in both instances. Y- you, like, yeah, you made I, it intentionally a little bit harder on yourself. I don't think I did anything. I think the game did yeah <laughs> like i don't think i don't think me playing through entire quest without knowing that i was in a quest yeah that's fair that's a good point that is a, by the way i've talked to so many people who have had that experience at different points in the game for the fifth temple you have to go up to this island that is yeah. shrouded in storm and there's a way that you can like clear that storm uh but a lot of people i talked to like didn't do it me didn't know what the fuck that was managed yeah. to fly up there with some cockamamie contraption yeah getting then, there was not the hard part it's just you can't yeah. see shit and it's all in see rain anything. and thunder yes i i think i did this already okay the the can we talk about the final sort of boss fight yeah, experience sure. uh yes, you, go for you it. fight ganondorf right and that's you know it is what it is wait now hold on you and don't fight it you jump into a big fucking hole you jump in a big fucking <laughs> hole a big fucking hole and it's that the hole good. underneath the castle Ganondorf's big plan is like, they'll never find me here. I'm trying to do my best Matt Mercer impression. <laughs> they'll never find me here. Where is he? Well, he's under really the castle. Good. He's like directly under the castle. Not just under the castle. He's like 20 feet away from Link's house. <laughs> go, to ma- go, to, go to the mountains, man. I don't think go he's hiding. You think he's hiding? Go anywhere else other than underneath Hyrule. You, you found him at the beginning of the game. He's not hiding. He's exactly where he was at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, he didn't even leave. <laughs> yeah. He's just been there. Uh, you kick his ass, and then he's like, this isn't even my final form. And yeah. then he turns really big and red. And his, there's a great moment. The first of the first laugh, I think, that the, this ending sequence got for me is he turns into Demon King Ganondorf and his health bar starts to appear, but then it just keeps going and it stretches all the way to the right side of the screen. And it's so stupid. It's such a stupid thing (laughs) that is so effective on me where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is a big health bar and it's off center. This is going to be a tough one. Mentioning Plant's thing about the camera, what's extremely funny about that fight is that you need to, if you want to finish the compendium, all of his forms have different uh, camera entries. Oh, so no. I was like, so funny. Just, just one second, Ganon. Just hang on. With I know with... you're turning into Demon King Ganon. I just need a nice <laughs> little photo yeah. right now. Okay, good. Okay, we can fight now. Cool. Uh, you, you whip his... It's a pretty pretty straightforward fight. There's some great, like, parry back and forth, like, parry volleys where, like, he attacks you and you parry him, but then when you try to counterattack, he'll parry you and you just kind of go back and forth like that. Pretty pretty cool. Then he 
He's like, well, I never did a parry the entire time I played the anime. <laughs> <laughs> never parried. Would watch videos like, all right, guys, here's the strategy to begin, and you got to get really good at parry rush. Like I flurry rush. Like I have no idea what that is. I would have no idea. It's, oh, and it's man. way too late for me to learn now. How about this? How about I eat ten pumpkins and I'll hit him with a stick until he dies. Maybe I'll try that. Uh, then he's like, well. Stop me if you've heard this one before. And he rips off his power secret stone and eats it. Yeah. And every and then I saw that like, oh, fuck. Because I really didn't. And he took it like a champ. He, he took did. that. He downed that bad boy like he was at a <laughs> No fucking, hesitation. Not like Zelda. He really just he jumped it right down. slammed it like he was at a, a, a bachelor party. Like he was at Coyote Ugly. Just like <laughs> chugged that power stone. Uh, and then he turns into a big, big, big dragon. Uh, and then you ha- and then he bites you and flies off, and you're like, "Well, that's in the game, I guess." Link dies, but then Zelda Dragon flies kicks in. Kicks ass. That part the- kicks ass. And then you have a fucking dragon dogfight in the sky, yeah. and it's the coolest shit. You're like, play- he's like throwing you off, like, like you're like jumping off of Zelda and skydiving at Ganon. Like trying to land on him to whack him with a sword while he is like shooting fireballs at you. I've never seen anything. It is it's the best astounding best best final sort of fight in it. So you you take him down. Uh, He explodes in a thermonuclear detonation that just completely just fills the horizon. And then right as he finishes exploding, one of those little quest objective things appears that just says, destroy Ganondorf, complete. (laughs) That was a full-blown belly laugh So fucking funny. It's Uh, really good. It's really good. And then uh, you have this like dream sequence where Raru and uh, one of the other sort of sages uh, turns Zelda back into Zelda from her dragon form. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, cool. She's saved. But then, like, you come back from the dream sequence and both of you are just falling, like, free falling. And she's, like, 100 feet, like, below you. <sighs> yeah, and it's then like when a to... werewolf, like, turns back into a human and they're naked. Same deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're shirtless, like, uh, <laughs> and she's plummeting, you're plummeting, and there's this just breathtaking sequence where you are skydiving downward like hand outstretched and you're in control diving downward to catch zelda some fucking uh, mission impossible with the music is like swelling playing like zelda's theme in this like just pulsing like orchestral version it is so so like i'm getting i'm genuinely getting chills talking about it thinking about it it's uh, it's so so good this motivates me to like want to finish the game i know people hate spoilers sometimes but sometimes this sort of stuff is like great now now i know it's gonna pay off it also is like how the fuck there was a moment before this game came out i was like man i'm like i'm bummed that it's coming out on hardware that is now came out what is it 2017 and now it's 2023 yeah i'm bummed android there's no and and it was a dinosaur piece of hardware (laughs) to begin with it's two it's four gamecube together together, right (laughs) and like at no point i mean granted there's like an occasional like whatever frame hitch or whatever but this well, game, let's not go. Like, let's not give to uh, you know. It's fucking insanely. Go- it's like one of the prettiest games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, it's it's why. And on this hardware, yeah. it is like I've seen several videos where like it's not just like 
wow, this looks great. Like people genuinely baffled people who should know, yeah, <laughs> like genuinely yeah. baffled about like why it worked. Like, well, why is this working? <laughs> like, how did they visually do this? and mechanic, like Mecha- yeah. physically, mechanically? Like, I, yeah, it's it's fun to see other game developers be like, I have no fucking clue, man. I do not the know wild how they did this. Like, how impressionistic it is, where while it's moving, it looks very, very, very good. And I always think about this when, when you're um, skydiving, when you shoot up into the sky and then you like zip back down with your little, um, was it camera thing to map the area? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And like, I'd be like, wow, that is gorgeous. Hit screenshot. And then I'd go and look at the screenshot, and like, Link doesn't even have a face. <laughs> like, there's like barely anything going on in terms of detail. But when you're in it, when the music's swelling and the whole universe is like out in front of you, you would never notice any of those things. They're also just so smart about how they do, I think it's called LOD, which is what is it? Something of distance. Legend of Delta. Legend of Delta. <laughs> and it basically has to do with like what you see when you're scanning the horizon, where it's really, if you were to like magically fly over there very quickly, you would just see very low poly, like a tree and a square or whatever. Yeah. But they're so smart about knowing what the landmarks are in this world that everything is visually represented in some way so that when you actually do get to that point, it's, you know, and it's full model loads in, it feels totally consistent. It doesn't feel like something just popped into existence. And yeah. so you feel like you have access to this entire fucking world. Uh, can I say something that is, I, I feel like might be unpopular, but I do want to say it anyway. I think I would play, have played more of this game. Like I would have stuck with it longer if there had been more, um, less like deterioration. Uh, like if they had removed the element of deteriorating items or let you find some items that like would not deteriorate, something like that. Or um, ever, I, like never deteriorate. Like, yeah, because I, I, what happened would, would be I would get into a position where, I felt pretty good about the stuff that I had on me. Yeah. And I would start feeling like oh, I should save this yeah. for the final thing. I should be holding on to this. And it started to feel like, God, you know, I'm pretty full up on stuff that I like. I don't necessarily want to go do other quests where I'm going to have to just like uh, not pick stuff up. Yeah, exactly. Not pick stuff up or use the things that I have right now that I like, right? There, there's one legendary weapon that's like a, I think it's the Scimitar of the Seven. Is that what they call it? It's like you get it at the uh, the Gerudo Village and they make it for you and it's it's great. And I really like that weapon and I fused something to it and I really liked it. And then I was like, oh man, I don't really want to use it. I really do want to save this for the final boss fight. And I feel like I kept getting into those areas where like I'd make a device, right? And then I'd use, I'd have used a lot of uh, my Zonite to make it. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to go farm some more Zonite because I'll probably need it. And then it's like, that that's the thing. Every adventure kept like depleting resources and kind of forcing me to, to get, go out and get more things. And I feel like if I had been able to collect a few things that are just permanent that I know I could take into the final confrontation, then I would feel yeah. more comfortable just sort of like exploring they, a bit. They did add a couple, obviously this is a common critique of the last one as well. They did added a couple mechanics that like make it a little more tolerable like they added in the house, for example, when you if you build a house, you could store weapons in the house so you don't have to carry them around. So if you were like, oh, I'm going to leave this for the final fight, you wouldn't actually have to take up inventory space for that. Um, there's also like if you want to get into and this is pretty buried. I think most people don't even know this unless they look it up online. The idea of like repairing weapons using the 
guys that the Octorox, et cetera. Yeah, like that. All yeah. That. yeah. All the, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there are methods, but I understand the logic. I also understand the game design logic of not providing things that don't break. Yeah. Because the Full idea is. It didn't bother me. Like, it didn't. That is the only sense in which it bothered me. I kind of liked how it forced your hand through yeah. most of the game to experiment to with, like, shit. Yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah. just. Like, it feels like a thing that should unlock after a very late game at a certain point. Yeah, right. Because like, I, I, I agree that, like, w- when I'm very, you know, deep into the game, I put however many dozens of hours into it, and it's like, okay, well, now if you want to keep that weapon, you better be careful not to break it, and then you should make time to go see the Octo Goblin or whatever. Yeah. To suck it up is like, are you kidding? Like, Well, you're actually not that- even supposed to be able to repair those yeah, with. I think that that's sort of a weird sideways hack. I uh, for me the the I think a, re- a built-in an easier repair function would have would have made sense like something that you could unlock eventually. For me like I always had tons of like super powerful like Lionel horn that yeah. has 50 or whatever attack. For me it was like I never really knew where to go to get um the weapon bases. Like obviously you can go down below into the to the depths which but I fucking hated really exploring the depths for unless i was going to like one of the very obvious waypoints where i kind of knew where to go just wandering around looking for a molehill with a shadow on it holding a you know shitty spear was never really uh anything i was yeah uh, so really get like legendary weapons that this uh, i got the sword of the seven the scimitar of the seven whatever that i described and it's like um you'd go through a quest line and they're like okay i can make it for or the bow i think the um those birds have a cool bow, the yeah. three shot bow they'll let you have. And if those break, you can just go get like I think in the case of the the scimitar of the seven, it's like you gotta get a Gerudo scimitar and a diamond and some flint, something like that. And they'll make you a new one if it yeah. breaks. Okay. Yeah. And they're, that's they're, cool. That's also that's a lot of business. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is expensive yeah, as a resource, yeah. but it's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I understand Justin's critique and it and it's I will a, also it's say, by one. the way, that I did not end up needing Half the stuff. No, that yeah, I you never I would need it. right. Of in course, the final not. fight, right? But yeah. uh, I, you know, so again, this is like brain stuff. But I feel like a, a video game, especially one operating at this level, is in concert with your psyche. Like it should be. Everything is that balance of like, how do we get this person's brain to engage with this thing that we're doing? Yeah. And I feel like marshaling that for for people who you know, approach these things differently. It, again, this is like a minor, it's a minor sure. thing, right? Yeah. My And at this point, when a game is this good, my minor things are probably somebody else's like pluses that they really liked about I, and it. And I do want to say like the one thing they do handle well that's related to that like resource thing is they give you so many like monster parts, attachables, whatever, that I didn't feel bad using them. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, I shouldn't use a keys eye to get a homing shot because I've got fucking 60 of them lying around. You, you know what unlocked all this for me? What I, Because I, I, I'm realizing, like, I did have a problem with this the first game, and it really didn't bug me that much this time. I think it's because of all of the shrines that would strip you of all of your shit and then say, like, here's all yeah. the things that you have in this room that you have to use to kill all these enemies. And doing that is almost like a, a, a tutorial on how to use sort of these systems with lateral thinking to do whatever it is that you need to do. And once you kind of get comfortable with that and realize sort of what options are available to you, like all of a sudden the 
resource preservation didn't feel all that important because I knew that if I rolled up somewhere, usually it would have just some junk on the ground that I could use right. to, you know, one of those scrabble together a solution. One of those shrines uh, is a bunch of robots. You're stripped naked and there's a bunch of robots on a river that's going in a big circle and they're all on like rafts. Yeah, I remember and that one. That one was pretty tough because they don't give you a lot of uh, arrows or whatever it is. But it turns out you can just use Ultra Hand and just take the rafts out from under them and they all instantly die. <laughs> and that is so fucking amazing that you could just constantly, like, people are constantly coming up with really innovative, smart ways to, like, hey, use the systems within. Can we do that? Can we do this real quick? Because I think all four of us could probably do this. Favorite shrine. Do you have one shrine mm. that's, for, for me, it is the fucking, uh, and I've heard so many people hate this shrine, but the baseball game, Oh, where there's yeah. like a little spinning wheel. Oh, yeah. And you flick a switch. It like rotates that real fast. Great. You stick a thing to it. You have to hit a big heavy ball into a target. I That shit took me forever. But when it finally worked, I, w I felt so good about myself. Uh, and, and that or the Jenga one, which I was so oh, Jenga was There was awesome. only one Jenga shrine. There was a cool uh, ball momentum one where you have to like roll a ball down like a curvy track. Yeah. And like that was figure out too. the angle of how to best do it. And then I found out later on, you could just attach a cannon to like a shield and uh -huh. shoot the cannonball at the target and it does the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. Again, everything in this game for the most part works within its rule set so that you, when you figure out fun ways to like work around the systems yeah. in the game, you feel like a fucking badass. And that's like so rare in video games because they have to be programmed with like really strict rule sets. Otherwise, like they crash or break or whatever. And this game like leans into that in amazing, One amazing ways. story we have not talked about. How did you all feel when you found out there were actually two icons of fire? All right. Oh right. boy! Oh, oh boy! Can, that, wait, reference. wait! Can, can I? Can I? Can I say something embarrassing? It's that um, I I I cannot stop playing Final Fantasy sixteen, and I hey, know it is good. not as good as this game. And I know I oh I should be playing I should be playing this game, but I while well, I love this game, it's it sometimes it made my brain hurt. It took a lot out of me. You want and a dummy? I just want to zen. Zen experience where you people want a big tell me about game. icons of fire, and I do yeah, sure. the same thing over and over and over again. Okay, I I have a I have a closing thought for this segment. Yes, I, I think it's pretty clear that there's going to be DLC for this game, as Breath of the Wild had DLC. Oh, what you would you like theory. to see from DLC in Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, I mean, more obviously, more sort of shrines. I think more. I honestly, what I would want expanded from this game is just more Zonai devices. Yeah. More dumb sort of things that I, and more importantly, the like fucking just lunatics on, on, on Zelda YouTube uh, that are building, you know, uh, Eva 01 uh, uh, like mm. mechs out of all this shit uh, can, can goof around with. Like that is, that is, that is what I would love uh, out of this. Justin? Um, I, I, I don't need it. Huh? I don't need any DLC. You You're need done. Not, nothing more. I don't want any. I mean, well, I, I of, think there's lots of games I can pretend. <laughs> I can just go back in, but no, like, oh, they've yes, unlocked. I think I have an idea. Of hours of content. I have a thing that I think you would like. Hmm. I think this game should have the uh, keys to the city mode, like in Crackdown, which is basically a dev mode where you can make yes. any weapon or Zonite yeah. thing appear. 
and then you're like free to build as much as you want. No punishment, no need for creative all mode of the materials. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fucking sick. Like it just a mo- like you could start from the beginning of the game and you just have infinite resources and nothing breaks and you just fuck around basically. It'd be so fun. That would be very cool. Plant, what do you want? Was that it? That's it. Yeah, I just told yeah. you. Yeah. Uh for me, I think I want more wacky ass uh armor effects. I was a little bit mm. disappointed that like most of the armor effects don't don't get super wacky. It's a lot of just like defense and cold, defense and hot, blah blah yeah. blah. But in the DLC for Breath of the Wild, they added like more wacky shit. And a lot of those, I think actually all of those DLC pieces of costume are in Tears of the Kingdom, but I want to see them go further down that road. Uh the other minor and this is not a minor thing, but the other thing that I would like to see more mining. Some way to find more mining. Some way to find <laughs> all of the Koroks without using an online map. Yeah. You, you a, can get a, a mask. Korok tracker. Yeah, sure. Something like that. You can get a mask that like jingle jangles when you get close to a Korok, but there's no fucking way. There's a thousand of them in this game. There's a thousand. And I just want excuses to like, hey, it's been a few months. I'm going to go back and like find a few Koroks. That'd be fun. But it is totally impossible. They made it a little bit better because you it does mark the Koroks that you've already found. So that's a small improvement over Breath of the Wild, but it still would be impossible to find all 1,000 without some sort of additional mechanism. Just let me track them in the fucking compendium tracker. And stop fixing the glitches. Put the glitches back in, please. (laughs) Or just let me do it on a slide. There's always going to be another glitch, Justin. Don't worry. No, I know. I Listen, I'm on airplane mode. I'm not going to fall in the same traps I did before. But like... No, I, I, it's like, like no, you're I, right. I, I, I feel I'm you. not, if I'm like, I'm not using glitches to make this fucking game easier. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I was using glitches. Like I can't go back in the depths and look for a bunch of these green rocks. I got two kids. I'm just going to go ahead and shoot arrows into the sky and they'll glitch and they'll make more resources for me. <laughs> and even that's a bigger pain in the ass than I really needed to deal with. <laughs> just me san just let me, just let me. Please. I mean, creative mode solves that for please. you, right? Oh, you must. Please, please, <laughs> just let me, just let me have as many of the rocks that I want, please. Yeah. Keep your master sword. Bury it in the dragon's head. I don't care. Just let me have some of the stupid rocks and some pumpkins, as many as I want. Do y'all think this is going to be, I mean, obviously this is going to be up in the goatee discussion. Do you think that it is going to be the kind of like. Like Elden Ring? Elden Ring, right? Like the shoe in, like everything else versus this. I think right now that is where it's at. Yeah, um, it has a few big games coming up. There are definitely it, big games I, coming out. Of course, out. yeah, no, no. I no, think I'm, you I, can make enough counter arguments to it based on the fact that it is built so much on the last. This is not me. I'm saying if I'm the yeah. if I'm the editorial lead of a site, I could see like I think I'd rather go against the grain a little bit and reward something that's a little bit like completely new, completely. In like Resident Evil 4 them. remake. <laughs> right, right. Like what else are you gonna pull? Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> like what? Yeah. What, what, well, I mean, yeah. there's Starfield, you know. Hey, there there six. it is. Keep up alive. Keep up alive. Never know. I I I I mean I can say Starfield as an editorial lead of a site. Sorry, good. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I think I think it's like kind of guaranteed win. I mean, I can say as somebody who is an editorial lead of a site, I think it's pretty much unlocked that this game will be a game of the year for I, I I would assume for us can't guarantee, but it, it just has the benefit that like everybody played it, like and everybody yeah. everybody at least likes it. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes like that's what ends up making a winner is just so many people played it, so many people enjoyed it, and it's going to be hard for any other game to get that reach. But it's also not of it's not Rise one of those P, games where people like put it at number two, like everyone puts it at number two. I think a lot of people are going to put it at number one. Yeah, I think I think um, Starfield will be the 2023 game of the year by August of 2024. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Look, they gotta yeah, they gotta the stretch latest. their limbs a little bit. It'll yeah. get good eventually. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about more video game related content. I mean, that's I don't know how else to say it. It's just more video games. This episode of the Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockandmoney.com slash besties okay so as people know and this is the last time i'm going to say this i beat the game without looking anything up it was great this is really more of a this is this, this is a humble brag it's, it's more of a it's a more of a parade a celebration yeah, of victory um, lap 
Yeah, exactly, for Russ and his... I don't know if you guys knew about this, but he didn't look anything up. <laughs> um, I guess I wanted to speak a little bit about why I did that, and it wasn't just like a pride thing. Um, and But I also know that a lot of people feel very differently for a lot of very totally valid reasons. And so I wanted to just like dive into that real quick. Uh, right. My rationale for playing this completely blind was mostly a matter of trust. I think there are very few developers on the planet that I can trust to design a game such that it is possible to, let's say, find every shrine or the equivalent of a shrine without looking anything up. Uh, and Nintendo is one of them, like primary Nintendo. They know what the fuck they're doing. Um, and so by handing that trust over, I was saying, okay, let me explore this world in the way that like you intended for me to experience it. Um, and it was just like a really special experience. There are not many games, like maybe one a year. I did it with Tunic the year before, maybe one a year, but it, they're extremely rare. Uh, you know, Valve games, I can do it with. Um, and it gave me the experience of playing this like I was playing uh, Outer Wilds. Because I know, Justin, you were talking about like how some of the quests, the rewards are like, eh, whatever. I got an opal, whatever it was. But the the joy that I got from those quests was more like, hey, I got like a vague hint from some dude walking around that maybe I should check out a lake just northeast of here that's shaped like a heart. And that journey of like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and I'm going to find that. And maybe I'll turn off my HUD elements and just like absorb myself in that was just a delight for me. And it. And it made when I found like really big things like armor pieces or like finding the climbing, like all sets of the climbing armor, it made those moments even more exciting and impactful because I didn't just like find it in the first hour because I knew it would be useful for the entire playthrough. Um, so that was my rationale for doing it. And I, I don't regret it one bit, but I also realized people don't do that for very good reasons. I, I, I get it actually and and fully fully respect it um i i am too um uh i think there's too many other things that i want to be doing at a certain point and i did want to see the whole thing like i wanted to see mm. the completion of it like yeah. the the ending of it and there's just i would love to play a game like that like if i did but you know it's partially because besties um i and partially because of my own attention span I, I just know myself well enough to know that I've walked away from lots of things that I loved, people, pets, <laughs> y y games, you name it. Um, and I and I didn't want that to be the case here because I knew it would be like something that irritated me for the rest of my life. So I'd rather just do it and yeah, and, uh, you know, get it get it over with. Yeah, yeah. I, for what it's I, worth, I, let me just say it took me a month and a half to do that to play it that way. It was a full month and a half of not obviously constant playing, but I needed to accept the fact that like. Basically, everyone that was serious about video games had beaten it long before I did. Um, what kind of toll did this take on you personally, Russ? Your, and not your so much me here. personally as much as my family. I mean, they just didn't really. Yeah, but you're. It's your. But you're. I'm. I think I'm asking seriously now. How many? How how hard was it for you to like stay the course? Did you? Were you sure. ever tempted at a certain point to just like fuck? It, man, I'm just gonna blow through the rest of this shit. Well, the. I mean, there were my moments kids crying. My wife's so angry <laughs> at me. Like, I got to get back to Earth. There were moments with, I mean, I, I pulled off, like, I told myself, no, fuck the compendium. Like, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm still missing yeah. 30 weapons, and I have no idea where they are. So I, I did, like, kind of move the goalposts a little bit for myself. 
But again, I, I mentioned it earlier. The hardest part was the frogs, which I got down to like the last three. And even using, there's a mechanism to like find caves in the game. And even using that mechanism, it was like really fucking hard to find the last three frogs. I'm glad I pushed through and I did it. But like, that was the hardest part. Do you think if you didn't do this podcast that you would have approached this the same, the approached it the same way? I, it, arguably, I would do this more often if we didn't have this podcast. Yeah. Because well, I would have God, more time. Thank God for the besties. Thank I God for the besties. I why we keep doing this, to keep you from your worst. That's your right. worst, <laughs> your worst <laughs> No, uh, you know what? This is not what's good. I, I should say also, because we are having fun and we're all dear friends. None of this is like judgmental towards Russ. I know Russ is like no. a great person and a great dad <laughs> and all this. Stuff. We're we're joking, but like I have my own weird blind alleys that I'll wander down. This is not I'm just curious about Russ's approach here. Like that that is what it interests me. There is there is no judgment coming from me. Um, yeah, no, no I, I, I and I'm I not chewed nicotine gum for two years. Like, what the fuck do I know? I'm not taking offense. I, I think I've done over this has been many years since I've done something this dumb. But back in the, my like <laughs> achievement hunting days, there'd be moments oh. where I was like, I have 37 of 40 achievements. But one of these achievements is hit an enemy 10,000 times with a fucking hammer. And I've done that. And I've been down that road and this didn't feel like that because this, all the things that I was chasing were like meaningful and fun. Like I wanted yes. to find a cave I hadn't found yet. Right. It was all yeah. like built into the game and didn't feel grindy at all. When so, I have really lost myself in a game, I I tend to have a rebound Yeah, where uh, this happened with Destiny um, 2 at one point or maybe Destiny 1, I don't know, but where I was playing Destiny like a lot, where it became all consuming. I get a moment and I just, and I think the Switch is even harder because it's so easy to just like pick up and play 10 minutes and then set it down while you're waiting for, you know, the kids to put their shoes on or whatever. I, I, I have always had a sort of like rebound when I've really lost myself in a game where I feel like shit afterwards yeah. about like the amount of time that I, sp it's not like I can, it's not like I can drive past the skyscraper I built, you know what I mean? Where I'm sick. There it is, kids, <laughs> you know, right? This is the statue they made to me for getting all the seeds. Like I, there, yeah, there's sure. none of that there. And I'm curious if you had any of that, like after, after this, uh, Zelda. Honestly, Zelda. I didn't. And I've had that same experience where yeah. I like was dumb about, again, chasing a trophy. That's the or, trust, right? That's the trust that it's going to be a satisfying Yeah, that, that thing, it, it right? didn't feel unfair or grindy. Uh, and and yeah, it was just it was really delightful. I, I do. I know Plant has a different perspective on this. I'm I curious. Well, to hear it. well no, no I, I'm not even going to get into that. I Something different came into mind. I watched, um, I didn't watch, I listened to the Ezra Klein show. Have you ever listened to this? The podcast? It's on New York Times, like, group? No. Anyway, no, Ezra Klein, great interviewer. <laughs> trader. Um, great trader, uh, great interviewer, super trader. Um, he interviewed the head of AI over at Google, and the head of AI actually used to work on games like Black and White. A long time mm. ago. Oh, my God. Park. Lionhead. Yeah. And is like very, very, very interested in games. Um, Like before Google did all of its current work, it worked on AlphaGo, which was the program that beat like the world's top Go master, the game mm. Go. Um, And it was really interesting listening to it because he talks about like two types of kind of learning uh, in games and in life in general. And one is like very traditional and rewards based where you like set like very, very, very clear rules and you use all the examples of how people have beaten games in the past. And then you like give them a cookie 
uh, for rewards. And I think that's like the v- majority of video games. But I think Fresh, the games that you like, and I think myself too, is like this in Spelunky, where you like not even knowing what the rules necessarily are. Where mm-hmm. you're dropped into the thing, and then you just try lots and lots and lots of stuff. And it like gives you room to be creative and to figure everything out on, on your own in its entirety. And the rewards aren't like, oh, congratulations, you found all the, the cave frogs. You get blank. I get the sense that like you don't really care what blank right. is at the I'll, end. I'll tell you what I got. I got a glider skin for finding all the cave frogs. Great. And I, I was prepared for it to not be. I'm not going to fucking get a super horse for finding all the cave. I knew it was going to be a shitty reward. I use that glider skin. It's great. Um, of but hey, Yeah, no, it I wasn't, say one it wasn't the reason. I use the newspaper oh, that's a good glider one. skin. It's a good one. Hey, I do. I was kind of butthurt about <laughs> about the fucking amiibo thing how many quests are like oh if you want the some of the sickest shit in the game you can spend eight dollars on this plastic amiibo that you may have lying around the house or you can spend several hours doing this quest that's really weird to me Wait, I what don't was the amiibo why... that was what locked i mean most um, of it was just like chess in the depths no well no i mean there's an amiibo that had epona there oh. amiibos that had like the hero armor from um like original yeah but all those armors can be found in the depths yes but they can also be found at kb toys you know what i mean (laughs) like it'll take five seconds and eight (laughs) dollars like it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) which is it miyamoto san do you want me to experience this incredible adventure or do you want me to get on ebay i mean it was some rfid chips it is an improvement made uh breath of the wild they forced you to get the amiibos so at at least they put them in a game this time Um, um, do we want to talk about other stuff? Yeah, what else you guys been into? I went to a concert, uh, which was extremely awesome. Uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead have a side project called The Smile, um, which quite honestly, I'm like not super, f- I wasn't super familiar with when I went to the concert. Um, but I listened to them a little bit on, on uh, you know, Apple Music, whatever. And it was a delight. We it was at uh, Forest Hill Stadium, which is close to my house, and um, it was just like a very. It's weird going to a concert with like ultra huge megastars, like you know the guys from Radiohead, but it's a side project. So like basically no one knows the songs for the most part, and mm. so what you end up with is um, no one is holding their phones up the whole time. Like whenever they play a single, like no, there are really no singles. And no one really knows the words. So there are moments within the concert when like Tom York is singing and it's like really quiet and you could hear a fucking pin drop. There's no like guy behind you trying to like harmonize with fucking Tom York. I'm a police. <laughs> That's my favorite shit though. I love um, when people do that yeah, it was, shit. It was honestly, it was a great show. Uh, I'd strongly recommend it. I know they're on tour right now. You could check out their tour website, hmm. The Smile. But um yeah, it's fucking wicked. Hey, I, Russ, did, did it occur to you while you were there at this concert that if you were ever going to fist fight an entire room of people and win, that was probably your best shot? That was my. <laughs> those are my people, Justin. I would never fight with the skinny. But if you're saying us. that, <laughs> saying that if if someone needed to physically dominate the room, yeah, that is probably that was probably your opening. a Radiohead side project concert. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a Lord of the Lord of the Rust situation going where you could take over with your brute strength. Yeah, I, I do want to that if you're in new york and and get a chance to go to uh forest hill stadium that place fucking rocks it's one yeah. of my favorite venues 
uh, that I've ever been to, and it's really awesome. Justin and Griffin, you brought things I love, and I want to hear about both of them. Justin, how about you go first? I uh, I uh, read a book. It's not exactly like an underground recommendation. It won the Pulitzer Prize last year. It's called Trust uh, by Hernan Diaz. Um, it's it's really hard to sell it without talking about what is cool about it, but it's basically a novel about money and uh, power and legacy set in the the mainly in the 1920s uh teens and 20s um and sort of centered around the stock market crash but it is the story of sort of like a wealthy industrialist that is told uh in in a in different sort of four different i i think you can say what the first thing is because so the first writing thing about is a it novel is, is a yeah. is a novella about a wealthy industrialist and his wife and sort of what they go through and what their experiences are, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes through their whole story. And once that is done, what comes after that is the biography or the autobiography of the man that that novella is loosely based on, who is explaining his life story because that novella became so popular within the fiction of the book. He decides that he wants to do his autobiography. And, and then, then there are layers beyond that. that there's I layers spoil. beyond that, right? And each of these different sections informs the ones before it. So you don't really get – you don't know what has happened in this book until literally like the last five pages of the book. Like it, it is uh, – you know, the, the onion peeling away is like a pretty belabored, overused metaphor at this point. But it very much is – as you get deeper and deeper in, you understand the stuff that came before better. And the reason the I think the only reason it works. Did you read this too, is, Plant? Oh yeah, I, I read, okay, the, read this last summer, and it's amazing. The reason I think it works because that each of those things is fine on its own. Like the novella, if that was just a standalone book, is great. The autobiography, if that was a standalone like kind of like writing thing, is there's really cool stuff in the autobiography too, where it's like. You'll see his outline there, and it's like, why yes. is this not fin? Like, why isn't this done? Like, and there's, and it's explaining later on, but it's, it's, yeah, Sorry. It, it, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. I, I think it's, it's a surprisingly, um, breezy read. Like, don't let the, the awards scare you away from it, the, especially for the novella part. If you like, like, F. Scott Fitzgerald type of things, it's wild how well he channels that and then completely changes editorial voice and the other stories um, it's, yeah it's and it, it also is a good audiobook um, yeah i listened to it and they had four yeah. amazing narrators uh for yeah. each section so that was great um i played through all of paranormous wow the seven mysteries of honjo on my uh, phone uh, i had it downloaded on my ipad mini which has turned into my son's ipad mini uh, because the fucking Kindle Fire tablet we got him sucks and doesn't work on airplanes. Um, and so I had to delete it off there because one time those I saw him, Kindle Fires are so bad for little kids. So it's, shitty. Even the ones that are designed for kids are miserable for them. They're people. really, really very bad. There's so many ways to break it so that it, you can't like use it. I, th this game has a lot of shit that is very targeted for for me it's a and plant has talked about it a lot and has been trying to get me to play it uh, a, a whole lot uh, and i'm glad i finally did it is you know a visual novel it is spooky 
it's about sort of like Japanese folklore uh, by way of like a almost like killing game, uh, which is, I guess, its own sort of subgenre at this point. It's got a story chart that you can sort of hop around in and you have to kind of interact with uh in in some clever ways uh a little bit it has a sort of meta layer that i really you know i do enjoy in video games almost like a um uh there is no game <laughs> level oh, yeah. sort of meta layer that uh is very cool the art style is very very neat um just the the premise is cool the premise is basically uh in one night in this uh city in japan in i believe the 80s a group of people are bestowed with these curse stones um, that they can use to kill each other and gain this power that they need to, that they can use to resurrect someone from the dead, right? So there's lots of people who want to use this for very important reasons to resurrect these people that they've lost. And so it's kind of a killing game, but each stone has its own conditions that have to be fulfilled before you can use it to kill someone. Um, so like the first one you get is you can't use it until somebody turns around and tries to leave. Uh, and so you are like in, in some situations where you're trying to get them to walk away and leave before you accidentally fulfill their stones condition. So it's like about finding out sort of what, what those conditions are so you can avoid fulfilling them and dying. Um, that's very, very cool. It's a very, very cool premise for a game. The, the scares are great. The, the presentation is great. I will say that it abandons that pretty quickly. Um, and then turns into a sort of more straightforward, like detective style story. And that is the majority of the game, which is kind of a shame, I feel like, because I was very, very into this concept of like, there's this one night where everything is just going completely wrong. There's all this scary shit happening. You are in this game where you are trying to, you know, kill and not be killed. And there's all these different sort of perspectives that come at it from, and then it kind of just, becomes a i don't know just a sort of de detective story that was a, a bit disappointing i was really hoping for it to lean more into like the hopping around the story flow chart style thing that you know virtue's last reward uh the the zero escape games did so well uh so like it, it fell short of that but uh, i don't know i beat it in like six hours or so is pretty well, easy the phone is a good way of experiencing this oh yeah for sure great yeah it's, it's great um uh yeah definitely I've, touch I've, screen and you can play it on console and pc but I, th I think it works better on a touch screen i started to play master detective archives rain code which kind of got me interested in playing paranormal site because it is a that game is basically danganronpa like full stop like there's almost no difference it's it, there's like a layer of fantasy on it um but uh that game is only out on switch right now and the load times are pretty bad uh, and so I was enjoying the game. I, the, the vibe was very cool, but I have stopped playing it because I'm, I, it was genuinely, the load times were so frequent and so bad that I decided I just kind of want to wait until it's like on Steam Deck or some other platform where, you know, I, that is not getting in my way all the time. But, uh, I played all Paranorm site. It was very cool. Um, not exactly what I wanted it to be, but I'm, I am glad that I checked it out. I'm glad you tried it. I, I watched Marie Antoinette for the first time the other day. No. Have, all, have you ever seen it? Is that the Sophia Coppola one? Yeah. Nope. I, I, I don't know it. how I miss this because I've seen, like, I think all of her other movies, and it seems like my jam, and it turns out, yeah, it was my jam. It was really good. Um, everything about it is great. 
Jason Schwartzman is in it, and he just plays real cock, and I love him. You know, All right? As yeah, opposed to his usual sort usual. of powerful, virile. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's that's true. He's what a talented guy. You know, he the, is I, anything he does, I like. I was he was you know I was, I was here, heard him in Spider Verse, and I was thinking like, ah, Jason Schwartzman. Every time I see Jason Schwartzman, it feels like a comeback. Like it feels like, oh, he's back. It's like, yeah, he's in fucking eight movies Everything. a year. Like yeah. he's constantly working and always good. Uh, I'm always happy to see him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's all I have. Uh, Russ, you want to thank anybody for the reviews? I, I don't do want to, want to thank you, people but... for reviews. Thank you to Houston D. I guess it could be Houston, depending on if but you're in isn't. New York. But it might not be. Uh, Phil SB and The Last Swear Bearer. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. And thank you to everyone else for talking about the show. Oh, we have something else to mention. Plant. Yeah. Mention plant. that thing. Recap the games. Oh, I'll do that in another thing. That was a record scratch. Here are the the games that we talked about. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Paranormacite. We also talked about the film Marie Antoinette and the book slash audio book Trust by Hernan Diaz. And uh, Fresh went and saw a show by Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. They're in a band called The Smile and also Radiohead. Maybe you've heard of it. Bully some kids out of a lunch money. I mean, I can't think of a better place to start. Just wait outside the gate. You'll come out a, a millionaire. That's so true. The other thing is we have a newsletter now, and it's the easiest way to stay up to date on all of our stuff. Being on social media, it turns out generally miserable. Um, but having cool stuff sent to your email where you can reply via email or leave comments, great. So go to the besties dot substack.com and you can subscribe and there are any number of reasons that you should do that we will have the full list of games that we discuss along with our honorable mentions uh and links to where to play them we will uh be sharing new merch drops there uh in the coming weeks and months as those come to be and lots of other surprises including photos of egg steam and maybe the occasional draft from a certain borough of a certain city on the East Coast. Awful. You awful. can't Don't actually take that. photos of Egg Steam, let it be known. It is uh, ineffable. You clearly have not looked at the newsletter because it's already there. I subscribed. I didn't see it. Um, great pitch, guys. Great pitch. <laughs> great, great pitch. I think that's exactly what uh, we were all hoping for. Uh, also, it's free. It should be noted that that's the oh, yeah, subscribe is free. Yeah, it's free. Um, Thank you so much for for joining us. Next week we're going to talk about Viewfinder and maybe Exoprimal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so Viewfinder is a cool like portal style first person puzzle game, and Exoprimal is a I don't know for how into this we all are, but maybe we'll try it out. It's a team based uh, action game from Capcom featuring dinosaurs. It looks like Earth Defense yeah. Force with dinosaurs. It does kind of look I'm like that, but more multiplayer center. Okay. Um, maybe we'll actually play a game together this time. Who knows? That's Stranger nice. things have happened. Um, that's going to do it for us. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? <laughs>